In a world with too much pop culture to consume, one man and one woman will argue about it until they get bored. It's an epic battle between obsession and indifference, and the winner will determine, well, very little actually, Eric Johnson and Emily Jones star in Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Whoever wins, we're still losers. Welcome to Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob, the podcast where we argue about something one of us is totally obsessed with. And the other has never even seen. I'm Eric Johnson. And I'm Emily Jones. Today we're continuing our discussion of Watchmen, the iconic graphic novel by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. Two episodes ago, we discussed the first six chapters of the book, and now we're going to read the remaining six. When we left off, Dr. Manhattan was on Mars, Rorschach was in prison, and everything in alternate 1985 was awful because Richard Nixon was still president. Which is obviously a universal sign that everything is awful. Everything is awful. As discussed. Do you, do you get that reference? Did you see the Lego movie? No. Oh. I mean, I'm Sorry. not sure if I, I geek out about it, enough, about it enough to put it on the list, but I just sang a little bit. I, I There's a song, a really catchy song in it called Everything is Awesome. Uh so I, I was just saying. I apologize bit. for not getting your reference. It's okay. I'll I'll, I'll deal. I'll I'll recover. You'll eventually. cope by reading the rest of Watchmen for the tenth time. Sounds about right. Sounds good. Perfect. All right. Well, see you on the other side after the break. You're my Hi again, this is Eric, quickly cutting in here to the Billie Holiday music. If you're wondering why you're listening to Billie Holiday, well then clearly you need to go read part two of Watchmen, which, seriously, you should do before listening to the rest of this episode. We're about to spoil all the rest of it. Uh, Other thing on your potential to-do list, just food for thought, is helping us out over at Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob over on Patreon. That's where we ask people to chip in, you know, a couple dollars a month to help support the podcast. Uh, be great to have your support. And uh, fair, full disclosure, though, we are about to go on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, today, we're releasing two episodes, Watchmen and A View to a Kill, and then we're going on a little bit of a break. But uh, good, still good reason to support us on Patreon is that we're going to be asking for everyone's uh, help there in figuring out you know, what to do with Season 2 of Giant Geek vs. Mega Noob. Things we want to change, things we want to uh, do differently. I guess that's the same thing as things we want to change. Uh, anyway, so uh, go go check it out. Check out our page there, uh, patreon.com slash geek versus noob. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geek v-s and then noob with two zeros. You know the drill. Okay, now back to Watchmen Part 2. And we're back. We just finished the second half of Watchmen. And by just, I mean kind of a while ago in both of our cases. There might have been a little bit of a little bit of a holiday <laughs> situation that happened. Did you enjoy that 30-second break in between the, the intro and, and this <laughs> the 30, part here? The 30-second break that lasted like a month for in our <laughs> was, world. As like a month and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, um, so crazy things went down in this book. But before I reveal my thoughts on them eric tell me more things you love about watchmen um well just to just to pick one to get the ball rolling i think something that i just i really always love about this book even though i've read it so many times and as i mentioned i've like gone back and like revisited segments over and over again um is just just the way they handle the villainy 
of it all of sort of um well first of all question for you is like since you had seen the movie did you remember that that adrian did you remember the twist at all not even not even a little tiny bit i mean i remember I, i remember like a fair amount of the introductory setup stuff from the movie, but only right. in the way that like, as I read it in the book, it was like, Oh yeah, I kind of remember watching this. Yeah. Okay. I think I remember something like this happening. Um, but no, I didn't remember the plot really at all. So no, I didn't remember I, the twist at all. I, I just love Adrian as a villain. I, th- I think it's so well done. And yeah, well, in he's particular. a great, he's kind of a great villain. Cause he's, um, He's so different from a comic book villain. I mean... And that's exactly... And he calls attention to it. He lampshades the fact that he's a comic book villain, where he says he's going on this long monologue, and then he says, oh, do you think there was any chance I would go in this monologue, and where there's any chance of you stopping me? No. I already did it half an hour ago. Ah, oh, I just... I love yeah, that. Well, I, but I, I get like, chills every time. He's also... Um, but I, I just feel like he's also different from, like, a... Like, villain, you know, like, I feel like so many of them. And again, I don't have that much like comic book villainy exposure, but I'm going to assume that they work a fair amount like, um, like most James Bond villains, especially the worst (laughs) of the James Bond villains that are, that are kind of like Dr. Evil that are kind of like, you know. I'm going to do this just for the sake of anarchy in the world or because I want to control the world. And he's like, he's actually like, he has a, he has like a good idea. I get, not a good idea, but like he thinks he's saving the world. He wants to be saving right. the world. He's he not he's a noble. villain. He's not a villain. He's not a mustache twirling villain. He thinks he's saving the world, but he's actually killing a whole bunch of people. What the hell, man? Yeah. And it's, it's sort of this, um, and yeah, and I just love the the ambiguity at the end where uh, you have this guy who's supposed to be the smartest guy in the world, and he wins. the The bad guy wins, and yet at the end you have this great ambiguity where he's where where Doctor Manhattan is is leaving Earth probably forever, and he's saying like, "Well, I did the right thing, didn't I? Didn't I do the right thing?" Yeah, Doctor Manhattan's over. just like whatever, man. Yeah, well, Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, it's. And... Uh, I've, you know, it's like uh, I wasn't sure how I felt about this ending until I started to form this sentence just moments ago. <laughs> um, and I think it might be my favorite ending of a dystopia. Yeah. So, like, dysto- dystopias, you know, 1984, Brave New World, The Giver, like, whatever. Um and I really, the giver doesn't really have an ending. It's it's all completely just like, well, whatever you think. <laughs> exactly, which is <laughs> shitty. Yeah. And you know, 1984 is very much um, like there is nothing will ever get better. You think there's escape, but the escape routes are just the establishment, and everything is terrible. And we're going to continue. Spoilers to live for any of our high school age readers. Authoritarian <laughs> regime forever. Spoilers or cliff notes. <laughs> um, and then Brave New World's ending is kind of crazy. Um, I actually haven't read Brave New World, so Brave I New actually World is, Brave New World is actually really. Uh, you know what? I feel like okay, so I haven't read Brave New World since sophomore year of high school, but so you don't remember if it's good. <laughs> no, I remember it being good. I mean, I'm saying okay. like, like it's hard to call myself a geek on it, but like Brave New World is a great thing to read because it's like I feel much like I should have read it. Yeah, we should read that. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna go on the list. <laughs> Um, okay. but probably not next. Uh, but All anyway, right. it's, um, it's good. And it's in many ways, uh, 
a lot more relevant than 1984. Okay. Because 1984 was about something very specific that's right. never really been the world that we lived in and is a world that only, well, it's arguable. But anyway, the point <laughs> is 1984 was about Soviet Russia and Brave New World is actually a lot more about, um, it's a dystopian future of our world. Okay. You know, and of our society. Well, our society in the 1930s, but still. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but no. Compared so, to those dystopias right, that you so, were saying. But so I I like the way that this ending, um, in one way, it kind of, it's, ah, like so much is going on in it. And it's like, on the one hand, it, it as awful as what like Vite did is, like blowing up half of New York City, um, mm-hmm. It does, it does effectively, you know, break what's so dystopian about the book. Not break it, but, uh, you know, this, this like, terrible stand- world that's all in this standoff, you know, held right. off by Dr. Manhattan that's, like, so screwed up and dark. Like, it does, like, it does fix that. It, it, it unifies through destruction. Right, sort of thing. right, which is, like... I guess what it I'm saying is good. it's better than <laughs> it doesn't feel good, but no, it's better than it's better than like the establishment winning. Exactly. And it's also like it's also like there are two things you can kind of root for that are in opposition to each other. So like you're totally rooting for um the world not to be in nuclear standoff mode anymore, right? Because nobody wants that. Like right. we don't like it when the world gets to anything that remotely feels that close to being at, you know, on the brink of nuclear war, which I feel like mm-hmm. we are much less now, maybe, or well, it goes Knock up. On wood. <laughs> it goes up and down, but like I don't think I don't think most people think that like a bomb is going to get dropped, like a nuclear bomb, right, is going to get dropped tomorrow. Knock but on wood. <laughs> um, yeah, that was the sound of me knocking on wood. Um, so it's like so. On if the you're one listening it- to this in the year 2016, remember, stay indoors. It's not <laughs> safe to go outside yet. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so my point is like, on the one hand, like you can totally get behind, obviously you're not like, you're not rooting for Vite to kill half of New York, but you can get behind an outcome that makes that world less scary and makes it more peaceful than it was at the outset. But you're also totally rooting for Rorschach's, Rorschach's journal to actually reach Mm -hmm. the newspaper editor and for them to pay attention to it and for for the whole thing to get exposed, you know, it's like, so it is like you're pulling, you're pulling for both outcomes. And I think that that's really, really cool and unusual in a dystopia. And you also, in a sort of similar way to um, other sort of ambiguous endings, right? Like you do have this outcome, which feels like, okay, well, like you were saying, compared to the, the, the fictional world slash real world status quo of nuclear, you know, constant nuclear tension, right? It feels like things are better at the end for the most part, you know, on just like a sheer population numbers basis. Most people are still alive. But then this, you have that, I think that, that chilling, you know, thing from Dr. Manhattan of nothing ever ends, sort of this idea that, you know, it could go back to the way it was before you did this. And I don't know, like, I don't want to get too heavy, but I feel like that's kind of like, I feel like that's such a true and prescient statement, like thinking, thinking about, you know, going from, um, like I'm, I'm, I'm stealing this from another podcast that I listened to after the Watchmen (gasps) movie, actually. 
um, this is back from Podcast after the Watchmen fact. movie came out. I, I still remember like listening to this and thinking like it, it like just being totally like taken in by this this argument, and now I'm stealing it and claiming it as my own. <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> but you attributed it like any good journalist, right? Uh, so. I think this was the slash film. Ca- yeah, it was a slash film cast, and they were talking about the Watchmen movie with Kevin Smith, uh, who is you know total comic book geek. And what uh, Kevin Smith likes comic books? I know. What are sorry, you talking but... about? <laughs> Kryptonite condom, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't and even so... know what that is, but oh, we need to watch Mallrats then. You're you're oh. from Jersey, and you haven't seen Mallrats. No, I know, I know, I'm uh, horrible. All right. Um, it's, it's not that great of a movie, but it's, it's, it's entertaining. Um, anyway. That's how I felt about Cruel Intentions. <laughs> uh, so anyway, on the, on the, it was on yes, the Yes, your plagiarized cast. idea. Yes. And one of the people on the, on the, on their show was saying that we already had a Vite Destroy New York moment. We had 9-11. And for a while, everyone was sort of like, united and, and sort of was was saying like this is a, a moment to you know like stand together and to rethink wars and and then we got into a you know a 10 a year month, plus war a month, a month later exactly we got into a 14 year war actually right and and things are you know things didn't didn't stay you know pe- people quickly forget reasons to to be peaceful and i i know that sounds like super bleak but i feel like no, at least in, really in my true. life and also you know something that hadn't that they didn't have quite the same level of an example of at when this right. book was written and yet it, it totally presaged you know just this this thing where it's like that this was a you know this was totally predicting this idea of a horrible tragedy and the idea that people would come together and and they did for a month you know <laughs> and so i feel like that's one of the reasons why i like kind of come back to this book is sort of it's 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 both about the past and about the future it's 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 somehow kind of tapped into a lot of a lot of stuff that i feel is like i don't know it it feels relatable to to my my life the 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 political stuff that i grew up with so it's, it kind of i don't know yeah i hadn't thought about that but that is that's a really good point and again gets at you know the ambiguity at the end of the book where like we don't know what the timeline is there is no guarantee that any of what happens at the end of the book is gonna stick and in fact we know that it probably won't although granted uh you know dubious as it was like still is like there was also there was also a perpetrator to go after exactly um in the case of 9-11 in a way that there isn't in an alien invasion um <laughs> you know unless yeah. miraculously 1980s earth you know starts to uh get like space fighting capability although maybe we would in the same way of um what was it was it kill the moon that like humans weren't exploring until until the events of kill the moon happened or was it a different doctor who episode oh <laughs> yeah yeah it was, it was kill the moon but like, maybe... <laughs> it took me a second to realize what you, what you were talking about <laughs> yes that yes! was kill the moon but yeah i mean maybe it would turn into like another some kind of space race i don't know anyway but but, it, but, but i guess but what, what ifs I'm... are impossible 
Right. And so I guess I guess kind of bringing it back to the book is sort of this this whole idea of heroes and villains where there's simultaneously stuff that feels so relatable to our world and then there's like you were saying there's there's hu- these huge differences. Um I don't know. I just I, I love everything this book does with 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 sort of the the, the roles of you know well, who, what is, who are the evil doers here here who are the good doers? Yeah. You know? What is what is a hero and what is a villain are are questions that are often like far too clear cut in yeah. in fiction of all formats and yeah it makes it really um. It's really, it's really interesting to explore them, and it definitely like adds. It adds so much more depth to have them not just be superheroes, but be you know, humans, and like sometimes people. they're sometimes they're shitty, and like yeah, sometimes they're Rorschach, and like and that's the thing, like Rorschach, like he's like a lot of people's like favorite character. But oh, he's, he's a great n- character, but he's also awful. He's not much better than Vite. You no, know? he's like... not. <laughs> I mean, he has a, he has a different way of going about it, but yeah, he has he has these kind of absolutes that he works on and is not right. willing to be convinced by other people. Um, also, speaking of explorations of uh, of like who is being heroic and how do you know if what you're yeah. doing is heroic? Um, you're gonna have to remind me the name of it again. The comic book within the comic book, the black. Oh, Black, Tales of the Black Freighter. Tales of the Black, yeah. Um, I kind of, like, I definitely knew where that was going. Like, yeah. as soon as, once there was one of the chapter's inserts was, like, the history of the comic book artists and stuff who had made mm-hmm. the fake comic book, Um, you could kind of tell that, like, what was going to end up happening. Um, But, and even, like, as it was happening, it was like, you knew, like, clearly right. he's, you know... But um, that's that's such a telling example of, like, not just as a reader, how do you tell who's the hero and who's the villain in this story, but also, like, as a person, as an actor, as a right. person, do, you know, doing things. You know, y- you can never really know if you're being the hero or being the villain, like, of what's going well, I mean, on. Because think... he thinks he's being a hero. He thinks he's exactly. avenging his family. Until he realizes, like, holy shit, his family never died. Like, he's being the villain who's killing his family because he's like. And you, you think, you think to that, but... to the narrative within the narrative, right? So this guy has been through this incredibly traumatic experience. He's seen death, like you know, face to face, very close up, and so he's been shaped by that experience so much so that he doesn't stop to think that the people on the beach on the horse that they might not be pirates, right? Like he's, right. you know. I, I don't know. I just and I, and there's obviously, I mean, very, very, a lot of very explicit parallels there with both real world and also the characters and, and the the characters outside of the Black Freighter within this book. You know, um, of kind of they're 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 past shaping their future. I don't know. Yeah. Well, um, and I just feel like it's a really, um, it really like it kind of internalizes that question in the same way that you know. So I mean, even though he's already. Vite's already done it by the time any of them show up at his at his hideaway right. place. But, um, you know, they still have a debate with him about, like, what's right and wrong and, and, and all of that. And, like, that's a debate you can have, but also mm-hmm. a debate that, like, you know, you can have, like, in your own head, I guess. Right. Is what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's like, it's super meta is the bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> this book is crazy meta. Yeah, and I I don't know. I just I think I think that that's sort of like I think it's a really good introduction to other graphic novels as sort of like even ones that have much less complex political themes or or, or whatever. 
because it changes the way you think about pretty much all superheroes and and and, and everything in this genre like it's it's so good at being meta. Like it's possible to be meta and just not have anything interesting to say. And that this right, and I, just be I think. Like, Whoa, man! Yeah, you ever looked at your hand now? <laughs> um, but but this I I feel like this is sort of uh, a great you know. It 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 definitely has shaped the way I think about like any other superhero, either Marvel movies, other comic books, Batman comic books, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, well, there's also um, I mean. Among among those of us who talk and think about these things way too much, um, <laughs> there is... Who would that be? <laughs> the internet. Mm. Um, especially, like, it's probably already been established on here that I read and watch a lot of Cracked. Um, and one of <laughs> their favorite things to point out is, like, what's what why such and such is secretly horrifying. And, like, they do it a right. lot with superhero stuff. And their points about superhero movies and narratives are always that, like, you know... You watch Batman and it's really black and white that, like, he sees somebody, like, you know, steal from a jewelry store and he swoops down and ties up those perpetrators. And, like, fine, except that, you know, the world is not that black and white. We don't know who those people are, which is also um, – anyway, sorry, wait, let me finish the sentence before I interrupt myself. Um, you know, <laughs> we don't know who those people are or why they robbed that jewelry store or maybe they didn't rob the jewelry store. Maybe it just looked like that from the rooftop five – stories up in the dark where you watched it happen and it wasn't actually like who did that all of those things that like just get just get kind of washed white washed over batman yeah. washed over in uh <laughs> black washed yeah. yeah in superhero movies um i will say but and before... also okay <laughs> well no the thing that i was gonna the thing that i was gonna interrupt myself saying was like um, in a weird way, I, I actually feel like some of that is the role that Rorschach plays. I mean, he has that. Yeah, he's Batman. He's, <laughs> he's yeah, and he's very much that that like, like, n- you know, there are no external factors; nothing else matters. The absolutism, um, that that comes into play, I think, a lot with that. And it's like, well, but you know, maybe they were robbing the store at the behest of some bigger, per- bigger evil person, or because they needed mm-hmm. the money, or whatever. What were you going to say? I will say. Plus or minus a year of Watchmen coming out, it was kind of a, it was um, kind of similar ideas coming coming about at the same time. The various writers of Batman comics actually did start doing a really good job of, of that same ambiguity in the same way as Watchmen. Right, so, and I'm not talking um, about ba- Batman comics. <laughs> right, yeah, that. you're you're, th- you're thinking more of like either TV show Batman or like or like Tim Burton movie Batman. Exactly. Or, exactly. Uh, and the Christopher Nolan movies, I think, were inspired by these comic books. But yeah, oh, at yeah. some point. Um, not immediately after this, but at some point we should probably read uh, The Dark Knight Returns, which is um, generally agreed to be the, the best of the Batman comic books. I'm down for and that. Was, I like was... Batman a lot. Yeah. And it's... Um... Christian Bale <laughs> is so pretty. <laughs> well, it's it's a it's doesn't it doesn't have Christian Bale. I it's... know. <laughs> it's, it's I also 1980s. just like Batman in general. <laughs> Shh. Stop it. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Yeah, just, just Dark, Dark Knight Returns. Do you agree that Christian Bale is pretty? I'm not going to dispute that, but I mean, obviously, um, you have eyes. Hmm. Um, you know what I haven't seen? I've never seen American Psycho. I, I heard oh. it was supposed to be really good. Okay, <laughs> but you know, not not really on your list. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like American Psycho, but I'm not sure. I feel like talking about it. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about it, and like a lot of what I like about it is Christian Bale related. 
Okay. Yeah, I <laughs> um, might just watch that on my own tonight then. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a it's a good movie, but I'm not sure I really I'm not, not really sure I want to do a podcast about it. I'm definitely not okay. like a geek about it. I've seen it okay, twice yeah, yeah. maybe. I don't know. I'm Yeah. It is a good movie though. I mean you should see it. Yeah. Just in your Anyway. Life. Watchmen. Um wanted to since this is something that came up in the first first half of the or the fir- first podcast about Watchmen about the first half of the book. Um what what do you think kind of at the end about sort of all the stuff with both Silk Spectre with with, with uh, Sally and and uh, with Laurie and kind of I guess I guess what Watchmen does with with kind of its only real women characters like Penny for your thoughts and sort of um, I, I guess in the, I guess in the first first episode you were saying you you were you were really uncomfortable with with the fact they had the the scene where comedians trying to trying to rape uh sally yeah i mean i just Um, like what i was saying there was just like i didn't i didn't need to see it basically like i i think it's a perfectly valid plot line and certainly um do you feel differently knowing now that comedian is the the, the, about about who the comedian is to to sally and like do you feel like that changes i don't know no so okay so i never had a problem with the plot line existing yeah. Um. I think it's. It, I think it's. I think it's a good. I think it's a good plot line. I think it. I think it. This is super depressing, but obviously, uh, I think it makes this a lot. This is a of depressing s- episode. We're, we're talking about no, but no, but what about rape? But like, I mean, I don't want to say it's. I don't want to say it's inevitable in a scenario like this, but because inevitable is not the right word, but um. It makes a lot of sense, and it certainly isn't surprising that like something yeah. like that happens. Like, I don't have a problem with that being a storyline at all, right? And I think okay. it's, and I think also think that it's really good. And I actually, you know, it's 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 another it's another one of those um, it's another one of those everything is ambiguous points that the that the the book makes because you know um, what the hell is her name? Lori Sally? Yeah, Lori. Um, yeah, that you know, Lori's. Lori has this incredibly like she do one hundred percent negative view of him, and then he turns out to be her father because her mother is you know has much more complicated feelings towards him despite what he did to her. Right. Um. You know, and I think that's I think it's all like a totally fair plot line. I'm just like saying on a, from a very little literal like frame by frame sense, like okay. I straight up didn't need to see the scene. Like yeah. I don't have a problem with the fact that like it's part okay. of the plot. I think it's I think it's a I think it's a you know perfectly fine yeah. reasonable normal worth exploring plot line that's in the story i just like i didn't i didn't need those couple pages like Got it. like okay. the literal pictures is what i'm yeah. saying i mean that's yeah that's one of the things that i think with uh, a lot of comic books and this is usually is generally about violence more, more than more than sexual you know abuse but it's a lot of uh, comic books and, and graphic novels you know people look down on them like the kind of the more literary people like they say well they they show so much that could have been communicated sort of through inference or through sort of sort of imagery or whatever that they're very they're very explicit about about certain things again this is usually referring to violence and Um, and you know that's also not the only thing that i didn't need to see like i also didn't need to literally see although i mean hmm. on the one hand i get why they showed it of uh sorry when um rorschach the story about the the dog that he killed um split the dog's head open exactly like on the one hand it makes i understand why they showed it because it came up because of the um the inkblot test that the doctor was giving him like okay so it makes sense we need to see the visual connection but again you know i uh, god i did not need to actually see the dog's head split open like 
Um, well, and also, I mean, at, at the end, after Adrian pulls off his his scheme, then I mean, there's just these pages and pages of just like devastation. And I actually, I, I don't know, I I feel like I did need to see that in that instance because that yeah, when, to you, make when, it you, when clear, you see those pages to make it clear, like what actually happens. Like the first time I, I read that chapter, where it just opens with just these silent scenes of just bodies. Like, I think I just was just, like, staring at them saying, holy shit, because, you know, I've I've had the very good fortune to grow up in a country where I haven't been, you know, in a war zone. And it's it's not something, you know. And so and so it gets at kind of that whole question of, okay, well, you have this more visual medium, something that, that uses pictures in a way that, that a normal book wouldn't, you know. So, that, so then I guess the counter argument is, like, these things make us feel bad, and then we feel like we don't need to see them, but shouldn't this medium take advantage of the fact that you know that we I mean, are looking at pictures you know um, that is true it, it's 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 i i'm not i'm not i'm not saying arguing for one or the other really i can i can definitely see kind of both sides but i don't know no i mean and that that is very true and it definitely they wouldn't be taking full advantage of the medium if they didn't you know show things like that instead of telling them i mean how often do we watch something and we complain that what it failed at doing was showing instead of telling exactly um like no that's 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 very true and a very fair point i just yeah i don't know maybe maybe we'll have to uh read more graphic novels may make you even more more of a superhero graphic novel geek and <laughs> yeah i mean like i said i've never really read them or read any like comic books or anything so i'll have to start thinking about that there's, there's a couple um dark number returns is on there and then there's some that are non-superhero that that are just really really well done stories that happen to be graphic novels so I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm open to it. Uh, as, in the meantime, while I'm thinking. We are both required to do uh, to be about everything. <laughs> everything we geek out about anyway. Yes. Yes. Maybe exactly. not American Psycho. Well, I don't uh, really geek out about it, so. Yeah. That's yeah, legit. So what, while I'm thinking of, of new graphic novels, do you have a sense yet for, for what we'll be talking about next time? Well, let me ask you a question before I answer that question. I'm Where listening. are you in watching through all the James Bond movies with your roommate? Uh, <laughs> we're about to watch Thunderball. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me? It's it's you been really this busy. Like six months ago. It's been and really that's the busy. Fourth one. <laughs> I know. Okay. I'm sorry. Are you but open I, I, to watching one out of yes. order, or do you want to just yes. not? Because I, I'm open to watching one out of There's order. a mood I'm kind of in, but I don't want to force it on you if you don't. No, no, no. I'm I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Now I'm trying gonna, to decide. Given the given the pace we've been going already, given that it's it took it's us gonna two take like to get three through. years to get to the ones I'm talking about, which are exactly both from the 80s. probably. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'm trying to decide between two. Hmm. Do I want to watch one that? is um not related but but falls in the same time zone at least as Watchmen or <laughs> do I want to watch one that's totally different I have seen neither of these films because that's the format of the podcast so I probably can't help you decide <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you know what this has been way too heavy. Okay. <laughs> so we're going Roger Moore then. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's see. We need something silly. Oh, okay, Roger Moore. Yep. I'm glad you you know exactly where I'm going with that. Um, although I have to say the two, so the two I was talking about are it would be either a Roger Moore or a Timothy Dalton, and the other Timothy Dalton one that I have no intention of doing for this podcast is like so silly. It's okay. So silly, but we're not gonna watch that one. But no. Uh, instead. <laughs> yeah. Instead, next time we will be watching the really just so much better than it has any right to be movie (laughs) and also so much worse than it has any right to be both of which statements make sense okay a view to a kill okay i'm in i i I love the theme song i i I know i know know. (laughs) what could be better than duran duran to start a james bond movie (laughs) dance into the fire so good since I'm editing this episode, I might just end it right there with just just you you singing a cappella. <laughs> that is much more important than where can we find you on the internet, Eric? All right, okay, you can find me on Twitter at hey hey esj, and you can find me on Twitter at ej reports, where I never sing. <laughs> that should be a feature of Twitter. There should be an a cappella button. <laughs> oh my god, no. <laughs> <laughs> Think how much awful, how much more awful singing would be on the internet than already is with the existence of YouTube and Vine. But just g- think about I, it. Given the amount of time, given the amount of time that I'm just like, I, it's like I'm going to bed. It's like you know, late at night. I would, I would love to see like middle of the night. You know, who, who's 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 drunk enough to sing a cappella on Twitter in the middle of the night? I would like to know who of my friends is is in that group. Probably you. <laughs> oh my god! Of course, I'm I'm in that group. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Have we been drunk together before? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, Dance well, well, into the fire. Good, I get to end on that one again. Yay! Okay. This has been Giant Geek versus Mega Noob. For more, visit gvnpodcast.com. dot